welcome to Lives and Astrology, the channel for updates and reflections, where we are grounded in the stars and elevated by consciousness. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> so what we want to look at right now is what's going on between Saturn and the sun. And um, as an astrologer, have you ever worked with or looked at the energy of a Kasimi before? Say that again. Uh, have you ever worked with the energy of a Kasimi before? I don't think I've ever heard that term in my life. Yeah, it's basically whenever there is a planet next to the sun, an exact, it's almost like conjunction point. So oh. if you if you imagine like every time there's a new moon, when the moon and the sun are together, the, the moon is actually going to form a Kasimi with the sun when it's exact. That's so cool. So when a planet is conjunct the sun, it's it's said to be a very auspicious, a very influential time, especially depending on what that planet is and in what sign that it is at the time. So what's been really interesting and just, you know, now that you know what a Cassini is, you, you know what a conjunction is. And Absolutely. now that you understand that we've got starting tomorrow and you can see the exact point because I'm looking at the minutes too. These are both 44 minutes. So we've got Saturn, the planet of structure, discipline. Um, it's our taskmaster, our teacher. It's the authoritarian, the father figure is going into the heart of, that's what Kasimi means. Um, I think in Arabic is going into the heart of the sun in Aquarius, in the sign Aquarius at 44 minutes. So 27 degrees, 44 minutes. And <laughs> why that was kind of stood out to me and was significant to me was, first of all, the degree points. You've got 27 degrees, which, you know, in numerology, you always want to add up the two numbers or the numbers you're working with to a single digit. So, of course, the two plus the seven is the nine, which astrologically or, or numerologically, um, it's, it's known as completion. And then of course we have the sign that it's in, which is Aquarius, which is the revolutionary, the unique, the independent, where we want to be individual, where we want to have our own, um, individuated expressions. So why I called to talk to you, Katriel, and, and just kind of share energy, especially with this transit happening is that I've really been getting the download and I'm going to switch screen sharing so I can talk to you and see, see your beautiful face. Um, <laughs> is, is, you know, with this conjunction, the download that I kept receiving a meditation was it's restructuring kind of like when you structure water and, you know, Aquarius being the water bearer and with the sun sharing light on what structure literally our bones are our structures and so is water we're, we're anywhere between depending on where you read it 70 to 90 percent water is what the the human body we're, we're mostly water so the fact that and this is just and i would love for you to just take a moment and and tune into the energy as you see it katriel with your energy speaks because mm. it's so interesting it's almost like we are made up of water. 
everything's being restructured. We are restructuring water. If you ever study Dr. Emoto's work and the power of water and memory. So we're going into this new template design, if you will, this new, I would say, a cymatic of energy that we're stepping into during this particular Kazemi because we also have Mercury or um, Venus and Neptune conjunct in Pisces right now, which of course is in water, right? So what are your thoughts about this? Do you have any thoughts about this? What are you tuning into? And I know this is a new concept, the Kazemi, but I know conjunctions are not new for you. But just the, the fact that it's only with the sun, any planet conjuncting the sun is going to be considered a Cassini. So what are your thoughts? So it's funny. You, I just never knew that term before. Yesterday, I looked at someone's chart. Um, I'm sorry. Two days ago, I looked at someone's chart that literally had this in it. Except the sun, Mercury, and Venus were all at the exact same. <laughs> and so I'm like, I was explaining because I knew the energies of the planets and how that, like, how that would make sense to me. Um, I just never knew it through that particular, like, word, which is Aramaic, which is what I'm studying all day. Hilarious. <laughs> so thank you for being a teacher. <laughs> so what I see in regards to the 27, um, well, like you said, you you looked at it from a num numerological perspective you know i i look at things from the astrological numerological perspective from uh the model that i use and the two is setting um the vibration it's connected with the cancer energy the seven is connected with um uh pisces energy which is like um setting the vibration for um self love for acceptance for forgiveness for um self-compassion these type of frequencies both water right and that and netting that to a nine which is the mars energy which is like aries energy essentially and and, and that's like inspired action so it kind of is like a little bit interesting to me that we have this all this water restructuring within the 27 right and in a most beautiful way for us to to one set a vibration of 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 how do we how are we like looking at ourselves how does that show up in regards to our mirrors uh, which was like the theme of the day ironically for me in in, in my class and then we also have the minutes which is the 44 and the 44, the four specifically is connected in my model with Aquarius. So I find that even more hilarious and, and how that's not always so subtle. It's, it's very shaky. It's kind of like the earthquakes we've been experiencing on this side of the world. Actually, even in California, like there's something in the energy right now that's, shaking shift up and and it's it's asking us to to really look at ourselves what are we feeling what are what's in the depths of our soul what is what is in our memories 
because those can even they're 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 asking for it to be restructured and and like having better experiences and and also with this process of everything we're we're processing is like having a good relationship with the self and how do we do that and then that equates into with each other so that we can take inspired action to make the shifts in a positive way you know in a way that is beneficial to the whole so i see this playing out um we we um we have something going on in israel right now that um shook is shaking the foundation okay <laughs> going to the saturn point right the foundation of our state i found out today we never actually wrote a constitution we were supposed to in the first knesset in 1948 or 49 when we first became a country and now the country right now the government is debating on what is the structure here wow right you can't get any more like like wow this energy <laughs> it's mind blowing how accurate this is it really Absolutely. is mind blowing and the the whole country and it puts it into a perspective of like if we don't know what the rules are how do we play the game mm. i think that's a big question right here right now for many many nations for for many many communities with in ourselves or how are we showing up each day well that's interesting you say that because you know i feel like in the old construct it's, it's whoever wrote the rules of the game right we 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 make these games and we create the rules and the structures and how to play the game but what if and this is just coming in right now as you're as you're speaking what if now we're following the rules of, or the laws if you will of nature rather than the man-made constructs because those what i feel and what i can see is what needs to be restructured from the inside out maybe from mama gaia herself that's creating this movement and literally restructuring her her being <laughs> right the earth plane is regridding itself and so as within so without what does that look like on the inside of us and now the sun is is shining its light I find it so fascinating in Israel there that it's shining a light that oh by the way we never had a correct structure we never had structures in place to define the way our our nation was going to thrive or or be so what does that mean to you there now living there what what's the response how are people responding to this information and what's what are the what what's being talked about so i i can one thing i want to say is i think there's a reason why the founding members of this country they they didn't necessarily create a constitution because one we probably couldn't agree upon one 
with a bunch of Jews, okay? Our, our God-given talent is arguing with each other. That's so funny. But I think what was very interesting is they realized that no Jew sees life the same way. And that we all come from this, this, this principle of like leading our life with Hashem. And, and so, because there's so many ways to do that, there wasn't a written constitution about that, which can be very scary, one, but it can also be very, it could be an opportunity. It can be an opportunity to actually, like, have a nation that operates by what you're speaking of. This, like, the, the whole point of, 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 of God, Hashem, creation of the universe is, like, literally the flow of the creation, the, the source energy. Now, most people probably doesn't, do not look at that in this day and age. Here, at least around my, the friends I'm around and things like that, they, they're not looking at it from that perspective. They're looking at it from a political and, and all these different things. And what's going on politically right now is, you know, essentially people want the right to be who they are. So you have the LGBTQ plus community speaking out saying, we want a chance to love. We want a chance to live out who we are, the way of how we were created. We have, you know, um, liberal Judaism speaking out saying, hey, you know, like, there's not just one way to be Jew. There's different ways to Jew. <laughs> you know, taken from my rabbi, Joel, who just spoke this morning. There's many ways to be Jew. And so, it, like, that's, this is the conversation. How do we operate as a nation? And what's going on in the structure is because in like American government, we have a checks and balances system, okay? And so it's a little bit different in Israel. What they're trying to do essentially is give more power to um, like, it's, a, it's, it's an unequal power between the Knesset, which is essentially like the Congress, okay? And the Supreme Court. The high court. And so um, I'm still trying to really understand everything that's going on because there's, there's people on the left that are upset and there's people on the right. And like, not everything is, it kind of, it kind of looks like very blurry on like, wh what is the actual issue? <laughs> and I think that's the point. Well, isn't it interesting that that you just now are figuring this out with the sun conjunct Saturn and this Kasimi that is, I mean, how did you guys not know for what 70 years that you had no constitution, but it's just coming out now. Right. So that's very <laughs> to me that this conversation needs to be had right now. So it, astrology is, is so magical, especially when you study patterns and timings of things that there may, may have not been a correct time before this now moment for Israel to have this conversation. 
about, you know, how can we embody and respect everybody's differences yet still have a coherent and agreed upon constitution? It's almost as if I can imagine, like, if we were timeline jumping going back to 1776, and, and it's almost like here we are in the present, but we get to see even when the United States was formed and the constitution then was formed, it's almost as if we get to witness it now with Israel forming their constitution and how, what does that look like? How does that, and, and what's interesting, the download that I received when I was in meditation, really strongly just processing and really tuning into this Kazemi, the sun, Saturn going into the heart of the sun, because Saturn is our structure. And that's where this, this whole uh, water, you know, restructuring our water um, for those that ever study cymatics and geometry and sacred geometry, it's almost like a new sacred geometry wants to come in. It's being moved through the energy of planet Earth and through ourselves, our own inner structures. So the movement that sh that's happening, the shifting, the things that are crumbling, meaning either beliefs or physical structures, like in what's happening in the earthquake with Turkey right now and going on with Syria, and so many people are being displaced. As within, there's so many aspects of us that's being displaced right now. You know, things that maybe we were holding on to, that the ego was holding on to as an identifier, that's also collapsing. Because the sun, which is our vital energy, our life force, our ego, our personality, how we operate in the world, how we want to be seen in the world. Well, if Saturn's coming into the heart of that space and saying, that's not what's needed anymore. It's actually this new geometry that's needed. It's this new structuring. So you can see where, and thank goodness we've got Venus Nept conjuncting Neptune right now in, in Pisces. It's like we become sand so that we can dissolve and reform, go back to the ocean so that we can go back into the shores and reemerge as a new species, a new being, a new geometry, uh, a new structure form within and without. So, yeah. and I had no idea what was going on in Israel. So it's, it's cool to look at the, the microcosm, which is the individuated self as we are experiencing it and expressing it. But then the macrocosm, what's happening on a global level, and with, with, with all of our brothers and sisters on this planet, especially because Aquarius rules groups. So, you know, we're being individuatedly structured, but then our groups are also being restructured. And our financial groups are being restructured, our health groups, our education groups, all of these big spaces where basically we have to pull together to survive and to live that's what's also being restructured and um what's coming in really strong which i wanted to em to emphasize for myself included is because it's such a poignant time awareness is key because if you're not aware and you're just recreating from default because all these structures are falling away it's good to be conscious because what can happen is we can replace the old structure with the exact same old structure and just rebuild, you know, a structure that's not sustainable anymore. If we are not in awareness that we have the power to recreate and to change based on where we are in this down moment and not based on the past or even so much in the future, but it's based on what the needs are right now of the planet and the individuated self. Um, 
what's, what's your reflection on that as far as, you know, for you, mm-hmm. and I know you've seen, you know, what's going on with your community, but how does that impact you, do you think, or the individual in general? You know, um, there's been a lot of reflecting this week. I mean, um, down to me stabbing my hand <laughs> on on what would have been the anniversary of my wedding anniversary slash my anniversary to my conversion to Judaism. All of this happening this week. Okay. And I'm guided when I get to the hospital and I'm having this converse, having a conversation with my friend Liat, I'm guided. You do not need to be in, in Jerusalem. You need to be somewhere else. And it's, it's interesting. And, And I don't think it was like danger or anything. It's more like I felt that call. I needed to be somewhere else. I was aware of this. I listened. And I think it's really, really important right here, right now, that we're paying attention to what feels right and what does not feel right. Because we don't know what it has to do with. It could, it could be something that's dangerous. It could be something that's good. It could be something that you're giving the space because your energy needs to be in a specific space to allow something to breathe, to transmute. We don't know how this works exactly. And that's okay. That's like the mystery. That's, that's the fun part. But the point is, we don't need to know the why, but we need to know what are we supposed to be doing in this now moment, you know? And, and, and listening is, is so freaking important in, in cultivating those skills. Because, you know, when we get to the point where we need to, like, take that inspired action, right? Like we're, this is just the beginning folks. Okay. We're in Aquarius season right here, right now. Every single year we innovate for the year to come. We, we innovate for what's right here, right now and what's to come in the next year and the next years to come. So the, the amount of awareness that we place in that is so fucking important. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> it is. And, and, and why I specifically speak in regards to Aquarius energy is because Pluto has not gotten into Aquarius yet. It will be fully embodying the Aquarian energy fully without like a- after it's retrogrades and all of that by 2025. Mm-hmm. That means that There's no going back to the age of Pisces. It's gone. We're fully embodying and moving forward in regards to shifting and changing things revolutionary-wise. So every single second counts in regards to our awareness, to how we restructure going forward and how we transform. It's propel, pro, propelling us into the next age. So how do you, how do you listen then for you personally? Like, how do you tune into that? How do I tune into I, that? Mm-hmm. It's for me, 
I think like we all have our own gifts, right? For me, I, I get this like this instinct inside of me of like, you need to do this or you need to go here or you need to sit. You know, it's like something that's in me that it can't necessarily be explained. It's not a, it's not necessarily a voice or anything. It's an instinct. And, and I feel like it's connected with like Archangel Michael energy, you know, like Archangel Michael energy is like, he has the sword, he has a mission and he knows what he's got to do. Right. Or the wolf, the wolf that is on his mission he needs to go and get food for his family. He can smell, he can sniff. He's got all these different, you know, and he's got tunnel vision in a way on what he's supposed to do. Now, I say that, you know, we it, it's good to have tunnel vision to an extent, but also realize what's around you, you know? Um, and so, like, for me, to tune in to like why I need to be present in this moment and what, like if I'm sitting, I think the best way I can explain this is I'm sitting in the hospital. Right. And I'm noticing I have literally, I have a hurt hand and it's bringing up a lot of emotions. Okay. And the message to me is you do not need to be at school tomorrow. It's not healthy for you to be at school tomorrow because you need to take time for you. You know, it comes back to, to the, the, the self of like nurturing the self. And now you can practice tuning into self, but maybe for people that are learning yeah. to listen for the first time saying, just starting yeah. out with the practice of learning to listen, uh, yeah. what practices did you get to, to get to the space? Cause it seems like, you know, you're pretty intuitive and you've yeah. got, you know, but how did you learn to listen to that voice? What steps did you take to get there? like different you you can do things with you can you can do this in any way honestly but certain things that's helped me along my journey art intuitive art um sitting down and just kind of like allowing my hand to 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 flow and do its thing it creates a picture right and I never know what I'm actually going to create ever. I sit down at that piece of paper and, and, and like, I just, I don't know. Sometimes a vision will come through and then I, it's like, oh, wow. Kind of like when you're in meditation, like something comes through and you kind of like have to like, I'll, you can't like go into it too much because then you're like taking yourself away from the actual, you know, experience. But Would you consider like, art for you being meditation to get into the space? Absolutely. It's like this muscle, this intuitive muscle allows, like, it, it's like not a force thing, but a letting go. You get, you get into it more and more when you're relaxing and allowing and allowing yourself to receive. Not like this, this push. It's this, this, this let go. And that's like this, the hardest thing to do sometimes because naturally we want to like, we want to go and do it. We, we want to run. 
and there's there's moments for that but you have to be able to receive the message before you run <laughs> you know the image i'm getting in my mind as you're speaking it's it's almost like when you say you have to receive before you run before you go and do yeah to me personally the easiest way to get present and to get focused in and to listen is to breathe so letting it in is taking the deep inhale and then going and running and chasing it is the exhale. And, and I feel like there's almost paramount fundamental tasks that we have to do as human beings. And however you get there, and there's many, 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 many different paths to get there. But yeah. really learning to listen, to settle the mind, whether it's through meditation, through breath, through being in nature, through grounding, through art. I mean, there's so many mechanisms, but it is the practice, which is also structure. That's what's, that's what allows the energy to come into this perfect form and channel for you. You have to structure the time and the space and allow this frequency to come in. So I would, I would suggest and just, um, offer the opportunity and it is a gift to be yeah. with yourself, to turn off the television to maybe put a five minute, hey, I'll be back in five minutes for moms, for single moms with their kids, you know, because this is for everybody. This is not just for those that are just here to study esoteric knowledge and can have the freedom to do that. This is for everyday people who want to connect and want the real world um, experience on how to do that and how to learn to listen. Because this, between now and tomorrow, I mean, there's so many pivotal windows and energy um, portals that are opening between now and March and all the way going into May because all planets are direct right now. Yeah. So it is the time to learn to listen, whatever that may be for you. And so yeah. today, even if you're just starting now with breathing, with meditation, with art, whatever the case may be, no time like the present because you will be receiving new structures, new uploads, new downloads, new visions, new awarenesses about what not is not working in your life and what has to change and what will change. Um, yeah. And that's why through either setting astrology or any other kind of esoteric art this way can give you some perspective and um, some heads up on maybe some of these transformations that are happening. So, yeah. And, and another thing is um, I've noticed that's super beneficial is um though I don't always like it, but I know it's good for me, <laughs> is in the wee morning hours. Um, I When I worked at Michael's, <laughs> find that hilarious, <laughs> I, um, I would wake up like three, four in the morning. I'd have to be at my job by five, and I would clean the store. And um, when I was, I, you know, those little thingies that you get to like, it wets the floors and everything. I got to drive one of those thingies <laughs> and I was like gritting and cleaning the sacred space of my life. That's how I looked at it as, and I would do a constant meditation through the entire thing. And it was like me checking in with you know into in regards to my channel cleaning it out connecting with the angels you know connecting with source energy and that like in the in those hours most people are asleep and and so like 
that means that, you know, we're all connecting together in ether and our spirits are opening up. And in, in this, in this time frame, you can actually like coach yourself or train yourself to lucid dream, to be aware in the dream, be awake in the dream. And how powerful that is, because essentially what you're doing is you're in this dream state area, but you're completely present within it and allowing for you can like the senses open up, the tinglys open up and allow you to have better conversations with your friends around you, with your family. And and it's like it's. It's and it, it's a true experience, you know, of 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 like being able to to to, to actually be aware of all of the spiritual stuff. It's fun. So you're I, saying you're recommending getting up early before the sunrise, like three or four in the morning, to get your connection point to your source energy, whatever that might mean for you. That's one of your suggestions. If it's in alignment with you, I think it's a brilliant idea and another thing is like the uh satsang thing satsang. Like through, through uh kundalini, kundalini yoga i will tell you i've had so many things open up when i've gone to that like find your practice but you know like there's something in judaism with this about waking up with the sun there's there's things in every single belief system and 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 whatever your belief system is, you know, but there's something about it um, that allows to go from darkness of, of like not seeing to the sun of seeing and illuminating your day. And I think that's exactly what we're talking about in regards to the word you got to remind me of again with Kasimi. Kasimi. Thank you. (laughs) I feel like it's that energy. It's like waking up with the sun. I love that, especially for the Kazemi. Because, you know, here at Lives on Astrology, we, we talk about the energy. We deep dive into the concept and the gnosis, and we love the occult knowledge behind these, these energy fields that we see and that we study. But for me, I liked real-world application on, okay, we've learned the energy, <laughs> We're talking about it. We're deep diving into it. We're connecting into it. But how do we apply it in real life, everyday life, so that we can sustain ourselves and be riding these currents instead of getting thrown and tossed about like the ocean currents and maybe going into the undertow? So it's just, I like the pragmatic approach to talking about these astrological uh, pivotal moments in history because they are changing us. And we do have, well, I, would, I hate to say the word control, even I'm a Scorpio and I like to pretend I'm in control of things, which I know over and over and over again, I have no control of most things. But what I can control is this vessel right here, how I breathe, how I show up for myself, what time I go to bed, what time I wake up. These are the things I can control. And these are the things that can tune me in and tap me into these energies so I can get my own structure or restructuring that's needed this is the time for sovereignty and connection because as you the individuated self shows up for self 
and gets those key components, those next forward movements, then we can go and take action collectively within a group, how we show up in service to one another. So these are all connection points, and it, but it starts with the self. It starts with the things you can control. And then, of course, you know, releasing and, and honoring the things you can't control and, and learning to know the difference. Um, so, yeah, I just, I found this, this aspect to the Cassini aspect with the sun and especially right now with, with Saturn, a very pivotal turning point because it's almost as if like a time clock is hitting a certain window and it's like now, you know, it, it, when they come together, the sun and Saturn, it's a timing that's signifying something major is being restructured within our egoic personality life form selves. And what that looks like, it's a mystery. It's unknown. It's unseen. Yeah. Aquarius. It's innovative. It's new. It's, it's from the future. <laughs> it, it's coming into this now time moment. And we have to, I would say a good way to process this is release all your expectations of what you think things should be and stay open for the possibilities of what they could be. Um, Because, you know, with Israel right now, I'm thinking too, gosh, there's so much opportunity to set a new constitution, to set up a whole new way of structuring that part of the world where it can be a win, win, win for everybody. But it's going to depend on the consciousness of the people and the time of how they structure it. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting you bring back to Israel. Um, I just want to mention again with that that shift that's going to happen in 2025 with, you know, Pluto being fully embodying Aquarius. The last time that happened, want to know when it was? The Revolutionary War. Mm. And so, like, you know, the the planets are not exactly the way they were, you know, then. But it is showing us, you know, America is going to be going through this as well, you know, through through this time. And it's an opportunity to choose the highest and best, like what you're saying. And, like, we, we're all coming into this because, like, Again, Britain would be a part of this scenario. Like a lot of uh, Britain also has Commonwealth countries. Like, so like there's a, we're now talking about the world, how this all shifts is literally one smile at a time. You know, we got to be able to like, to teach what is beauty and what is love? What is laughter? Because those are the things that are going to shift us into this frequency of what we really, really want to experience wholeheartedly. Little by little. And wholeheartedly, it's right, because the sun is ruled by Leo, which rules the heart. It's, it's ruled the heart space, you know, the earth and the heart are spelled almost identical. You just have to rearrange the lettering, <laughs> right? So right. really coming from the heart space and getting embodied into the heart space. I, I myself have been working with some yoga postures. I've set myself up for a 30-day yoga journey, and I've actually was able to complete it 
which I'm very excited for myself. Again, Saturn structure. And um, I actually went past it. I'm on day 38 now uh, because I I wanted to keep going because it felt so good, right? So wherever it is you're being called to restructure and do it consistently in your life, that's where you're really going to see the restructuring take, take hold. And what you do consistently, that's the key. So this is also an invitation to really look at your life, your life habits. You know, where do you put your focus? Where, where, where are you spending most of your energy? And does that serve you anymore? Does that job, does that relationship, does that habit, does that food, does that, you know, whatever the case may be, is that part of what, what needs to be restructured for you to, um, fulfill the highest and best timeline experience within this realm, right? Mm -hmm. So this is also, these are opportunities to reevaluate and assess and the light, the sun will shed light on with Saturn where you need your, your discipline, where you need your focus, your responsibility, your structure, and not to fight it, (laughs) you know, to simply observe it because that's going to dictate how you respond to it is going to take, dictate your experience of these transformations, so, um, you know, I, I personally am practicing going with the flow. Go ahead. Hmm, I'm going to re-say that. I don't want to go with, because there's what flow am I going with? I want to go with the currents that are in the highest and best for me and, and let go with grace and ease. Those habits, thoughts, structures, people, situations that have to be washed away in the ocean, you know, yeah. to make new space. So. It's interesting you said that because like we have this electric flow going right now with Aquarius, but we're Mm -hmm. about to go into the flow of like the water ethers, right? With Pisces. What, what do you, what do you feel like? um, I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you feel about that? Like how it goes from Aquarius to Pisces? Like, what do you see with that? Especially in this transit you know it's interesting because you know aquarius is the water bearer and pisces is is water but yet i also think pisces is ether or ether um (laughs) everything in nature is a current on some level yeah and i feel that air travels and moves very similar to water and the flow um in my book in my sort of gnosis and, and deep diving into cosmic energies. To me, space is the ocean and it moves very similar. I've had DMT journeys, actually. I've had two distinct DMT journeys in my past and I was able to see and have this recognition. I actually saw Van Gogh's uh, Starry Nights when I was coming back from this one journey and it showed me how the currents of air work very similar to water and you know ether we talk about you know ethernet when ethernet came on board which got us more connected and then ethereum which is a type of cryptocurrency which is also about currents and energy because money is is currency and currency is energy the current so we're all even our language is reflecting back to these moving structures these currents these mountains I had a download when I was in meditation. I, w- I was laying sideways. I was on the earth because I, I ground quite a bit when I can, especially when the weather permits it. I go outside. I take my shoes off. 
And I just, you know, connect to the earth because I feel like, well, I don't feel, I know energetically. And now the science supports all the benefits that you're getting from the electrons and neutrons and how it's merging with your body and resetting and, and helping with inflammation and, and all kinds of great benefits just by being barefoot. But as that was laying down in the earth and I'm, I'm here now in Kentucky in the rolling hills of Kentucky in the United States. And as I'm looking sideways and I'm just meditating and I'm watching these rolling hills, I had the vision of waves of like the ocean. And there's formations here that are otherworldly. And I, and I know Kentucky is, is a very underrated state, but I'm here to tell you there's some the most majestic places here in the Appalachians and the mountain ranges that will take you to other spaces and time and dimensions. And I had this awareness that, oh my gosh, I could tell in this area that there was a giant volcano or something happened and for these hills to be formed, in my mind, this is my imagination station. I have no proof of this, but in my imagination station, I almost saw like, you know, when liquid lava is flowing and then over time and then it just hardens. And I'm like, yeah. what if that's how these, these hills were formed is, you know, these, these huge extinction events that have happened over and over and over again have also formed the lands that we live on now because of what things that like happening in Turkey right now with, with earthquakes and with volcanic eruptions and the things that are happening all over the planet. And I just, in my mind's eye saw that, wow, there's a potentiality that this is part of how the Kentucky Appalachian mountains were formed through currents and which wow. became currents of, of earth. So again, um, you know, these are just ways that I'm reflecting and seeing through my imagination, through meditation, how nature is showing me that everything is a current. And yeah. it's just which way is it flowing? Which way is it directing? How is it directing you in your life? The best way to do is to tap in into your own experience of it and let nature, let your own imagination share with you um, maybe some new visions about what you're really seeing. Maybe it's not what we thought we, what we're seeing. Wow. I don't know. That's just a reflection. That's just a download that I had received recently. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love it. Wow. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in this time of we're an age where we're looking for facts, we're looking, well, what is the truth? Well, what if the truth is found in our imaginations? Maybe this whole time we've been misled because there's been so much you know, misinformation and, and how many times as kids say, oh, you're just imagining something. Well, what, what if that is really the key is that we just have to keep imagining things. And that's I think you're spot on. <laughs> my, my favorite, one of my absolute favorite quotes by Dumbledore. <laughs> Literally, Harry says, is this all real or is it just happening inside my head? Dumbledore responds, Dear boy, of course it's happening inside your head. That doesn't mean it's not real. <laughs> I think that 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 speaks volumes. I'd love to next on our next podcast together, a deep dive into more of the concepts of what is real reality 
And are we co-creating our reality with our imaginations? Because Pisces is prevalent right now and will be at least for the next three years until 2026 when Pisces changes signs into Aries. And so, you know, these next three years, most planets are going to be changing signs. We're going to have a completely different viewpoint, vantage point, perception point of what our reality looks like. And I'm excited about diving deeper into more of these concepts and and really seeing how astrology and how, even how we do astrology is going to be shifting in terms of are we looking at astrology now through frequency? You know, less numerology, less dates, but more energy, more, you know, what did that look like? So I'd love to be able to explore more of these concepts in future podcasts. So. Oh, yes, please. And I'm already discovering some stuff on that note. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your time. And um, Katriel, please check him out. He has his podcast, Energy Speaks. And I'm really grateful that you um, came to participate in the channel of Zen Astrology. I'm excited about initiating this with you and starting this series and starting just, you know, sharing the energy of, for the, especially for those of us who love everything astrological and um, occult and gnosis and things that are hidden. I mean, I'm just, uh, these are fascinating topics to me and I'm, I'm excited to explore further. Um, Thank with you, you so much for having me on here. Like, I, I love you, Karm. Like, you're amazing. I love you, Gatriel. Thank you for being a part of my life. And thank you guys for listening and, and tuning in. We'll catch you on the next podcast. Take care. Bye. <laughs>